gonna kill me now, Snake? I'm too tired. Maybe later. Hey guys, welcome to Retro Media Talk Podcast. I'm here with Steve Lego, and I'm Howdy Steve Doody. Montgomery. I'm Steve Montgomery. We're here, and we're uh, going to talk about a movie from 1981 from one of my favorite uh, directors, John Carpenter. And we are talking about Escape from New York, which is now becoming a reality. Everybody wants to escape New York, as far as I know. And, uh, okay, so um, this movie came out uh, July 10th, 1981. I've always loved this movie. It stars Kurt Russell. Of course, it was directed by John Carpenter and written by John Carpenter and Nick Castle. Nick Castle was, the, uh, was in the first Halloween. He played Michael Myers in the first Halloween. So it's pretty yeah. uh, pretty cool. I, I when I saw that I I, I was surprised as I didn't think he did anything but like play like you know killers or whatever. Yeah, I know. He he's done a lot. It's 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 wild. When was the last time you saw Escape from New York? Has it been a while? It's been since the eighties. Oh, is that long? Gee, probably uh, mid late eighties. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I haven't seen it for a uh, for a few years. I think I I got it on Blu-ray through Shout Factory. Uh, they had a lot of good special features on there. The Blu-ray looked great. Um, there was some parts, some of the darker scenes. They could probably be a, a little. I don't know. I don't know if they could clean them up that well or not, but uh, there was a few parts that maybe could uh, look a little better. But you know what's weird, dude, is I I played it. I played it on two different TVs, and my other TV, which more maybe it's more updated. I'm not sure. It, well, it is. I bought it more recent than the other TV, but the other TV I had it was bigger, so I could see a little more. Uh, what do you call it? Grain in the dark dark uh, shots uh-huh. but my other tv it looked clear so but it's a little smaller so maybe maybe it was just the size difference yeah but uh, overall it, it it was a pretty clean picture uh, i didn't notice any uh dirt specks or anything like that and it so uh yeah I, I i thought they did a good job of cleaning that up what did you think about the picture yourself and uh and all that um I mean, it looked pretty good. I watched it on Prime, and uh, I mean, it, it looked it looked like an a dated movie. I mean, it looked like it was from eight, 1981, just the sure. the darkness of it, um, and, and and how it was shot and stuff like that. But uh, I think I think it led, you know, I think that made the atmosphere more um, realistic. I think watching yeah. it kind of like and how it was dimly shot. Supposedly, I read that they they used some kind of special new um, technique to to get more light um, in like the dark um, shooting segments. Did you read that? No, I didn't read that. But I could, yeah, I could. There was a lot of uh, stuff in the visual effects that uh, I learned about that I did not have any clue 
Like I didn't know that James Cameron like was a visual or a, you know a visual artist or whatever. whatever yeah, he did. He it. did like some matte matte paintings yeah. or something. I, I I read. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, dude, you could not tell. It it looked great, but that I I didn't know he worked on that film and worked on several other ones before. He got into directing and all that, but he, he that's what he did. Built models and all that stuff. Like you said, painted that map painting and painted on glass and somehow it, it blended in with the picture and looked it showed the, the city in the daylight uh on this one shot. And I I'm like looking at him like, how how is that a painting? It, it looked really good. But anyway, let's go to Escape from New York. So for those that don't know what Escape from New York, York uh, the, the plot is, it's Manhattan turns into, they turn Manhattan basically into a prison. The time is 1997. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> got, got an interruption. <laughs> Lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's wine time. <laughs> I hear, I hear. So basically, the uh, plane gets hijacked that the uh, president's on. They crash. He's in a pod, gets kidnapped, and uh, they have to rescue the president out of the Manhattan prison. And there's no electricity or anything in, in New York uh, because it's just one big prison that they surround with uh, a wall and, and cops, and you try to escape. New York, you'll get shot on sight. After all these years of seeing this movie, I've never seen the opening scene that got deleted. You robbed the Federal Reserve Depository. Life sentence. New York Maximum Security Penitentiary. I'm ready to kick your ass out of the world, war hero. And it was Snake Plissken robbing the Federal Reserve Bank. Yeah, I heard about it. And I was like, why did they cut this out? This is great. It was a great, uh, it was a great scene. It was long. I mean, you know, a few minutes long. I mean, it, it's like crap. Uh, but yeah, I watched that today actually, and uh, I, I was surprised it got cut out of the film. Shows his arrest and all that. And basically, what happens is Snake Plissken is a. Uh, hold on a minute. Let me get this this right because I don't want to screw it up. Yeah, Snake Plissken is played by Kurt Russell, obviously. He's a former Special Forces soldier sent into Manhattan to rescue the President of the United States who has been taken hostage. And what they do is they inject him with a, uh, with a uh, active, uh, what do you call it, like a, kind of like a time bomb in his arteries yep. set off to go uh, It's set to, to go off in like 24 hours, something like that. Yep. And so if he doesn't rescue, that's like their insurance plan. If he doesn't rescue the president, then he's dead. He goes in on a glider and lands on the World Trade Center, and that's uh, where the story begins. S.D. Pliskin, American, Lieutenant, Special Forces Unit, Black Blight, two Purple Hearts, Leningrad and Siberia, youngest men to be decorated by the president. Did you see all the characters that uh, were in all the Halloween movies? <laughs> Yeah, between <laughs> Halloween and the fog. Yeah. <laughs> there was lots. Yeah. Okay, check this out. I did not know John Carpenter was married to Adrian Bar Barbeau. Did you know that? 
I, I think I did know that at one point. Yeah, that was his first wife. So no wonder she's in that and in the fog and um and she's she's still alive by the way. She's uh but they were married uh 1979 to 1984. And the whole time I don't even I don't even remember that him being married to her. There's a lot of good uh, you know, characters in this or actors in this in this film. You know, uh I'm sure you got some connection somewhere with the uh Yes. <laughs> Six million dollar man. Yes, I was thinking indeed. that the whole time. I didn't even look it up because I was like, there's no way he ain't gonna find a connection in this movie. There is a connection. Let me tell you since you brought it up, Steve. All right. It um I wanna get the character right. But anyhow, it was he was the um what was he the Secretary of State? Um Anyhow, the, yeah, he was the Secretary of State. The actor was Charles Cyphers. He was—he didn't have very. Um, he was close to the end of the movie when they were um, getting ready to actually get custody of the um, of the president. There's a scene where, where they're talking with him. Anyhow, Charles Cyphers, he played uh, what was his name? Galen, Galen, Galen. I can't remember his name. Yeah. But he was in uh, Six Million Dollar Man. He was in the Secret of Bigfoot episode one and two, <laughs> where he played an alien race and they had control of the Bigfoot. And then he was also in Return of Bigfoot, playing the same role. So yeah, oh, he was wow. in th- three episodes three of Six Million Dollar Man. Wow. Yep. What about Ernest uh, Borgine? Uh, Borgin, Borgin, is that, is that his name? Ernest Borgnine. Yeah, Bor- he was not in the Six Million Dollar oh. Man. Um, That's what I he, was betting. I was betting he was somewhere in there. He, he was an airwolf. Oh, okay, okay. That was his big thing. And, and uh, the girl, remember the girl in the very beginning? Yeah. Uh, that in he the, in the shop in the yeah yeah yeah. That was um, her name was Season Hubley. I guess she was a pretty big star uh, back then. She was married to Kurt Russell at one point. I didn't oh, know really? that. I didn't know that. And yeah, his kid is from her. Really? They had a kid together. Huh. And uh, but I I I saw her and recognized her, and I was like, um, she was on the TV show Family that I was telling you about oh, from the seventies that yeah. I was, I've been I've been watching. Oh wow! And of course, um, uh, since we're talking about the actors, of course, Harry Dean Stanton. He's been in tons of stuff. I forget what is like what he's really known for, but he always plays the same kind of like creepy old dirty looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, he died uh, he died in what, two thousand seventeen, I looked up. Ninety one he he lived to until. And of course that probably honestly, probably the biggest star in the movie probably was Lee Van Cleef. Oh yeah, yeah. Probably. Him or Borgnine. Borgnine had a Really long acting career, but Lee Van Cleef, of course, he had his big thing with all those uh, um, Kurt or um, Clint Eastwood movies, right? Like yeah, uh, spaghetti was he westerns and yeah, a few dollars more or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think uh, um, yeah, Adrian Barbeau. She was a pretty big actor back then. Uh, the, the the one the one surprising person was uh, obviously Isaac Hayes. Yeah, in the movie, I didn't know. I know him from South Park. Um, yeah, chef, <laughs> chef. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, and but I didn't even know that dude till till I researched. It. I was like, oh man, I didn't know he was the voice of the sh- of chef and South Park. Yeah, 
<laughs> increases your sexual pleasure. And I think he quit South Park, but didn't it? Because they, they offended him or something. Something happened. Yeah, there was a controversial leave in like 2006 or something like that. And then he died 2008. Oh, did he? I didn't yeah. know that. Let's put this paper back over yeah. your head. Uh, I'm not sure what what age. I didn't write that down. And it increases your sexual pleasure. But uh, but then Lee Van uh, Cleef, he died. He died in 89. I didn't know he died that long ago. Well, he was pretty old. He, mean, was, he, he died at 64, though. Uh, he just That's looked crazy. old then. Yeah. So, like, if he died in 89, so, like, in 81, when he's in this movie, I mean, he looks like he's 64 <laughs> in the I, movie, you know? Yeah, what I, mean? I know. It's crazy. But, yeah, there, I mean, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the chick that was, uh, that crashed the plane, tried to kill the president in the, in the plane. Uh-huh. She was in Halloween. Yeah, Donald Pleasance, of course, the, played the president. He was, you know, obviously in Halloween. Yes. Um, uh, Tom Atkins, who played, uh, you know, who was in the, uh, I forget his main Remy. name. Remy. Was his yeah. name Remy? Remy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he, he was in Halloween 3, if you remember. Yes. Uh, so. Well, well that guy, uh, that Tom, I mean, he has been in a ton of things. You just, you know, when you see his face. You were like, oh my god, that guy's been in a million things, but you can't place where he's been in. <laughs> right, right. He 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 he's been in so much. Yeah. He um. What? When did he die? Shoot. He might be. Is he, maybe he's is still he alive. dead? I don't know. Yeah, he don't might know. be still alive, actually. Uh, I'll have to look that up because uh, I didn't write his death in there. I always, you know, you know me. I always like to see who's alive or dead. Who's still alive or dead? I like that Frank Doubleday. Yeah, he's still alive. Frank? Oh, yeah. Okay, so Tom's still alive? Okay, good. Yep. That Frank Doubleday, that creepy-looking guy um, with the Duke, you know, with the big spiky hair. The guy yeah, that got stabbed? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he died uh, at 73, but I forgot to write the year down. That was stupid. Deborah Hill, he was his uh, John Carpenter's one of his, they were That was his girlfriend at one point. She she died back in two thousand five. She was the producer. Uh, she was the producer on Halloween. You know, a lot, lot of all. I think most of John's movies were. Uh, they always had Deborah Hill as the producer. But um, yeah, so um, so what did you uh, think revisiting uh, Escape from New York? Did it hold up for you, or did it? Uh, did it seem dated or it it it, it didn't hold up no it, it, <laughs> it seemed it seemed very dated very cheesy um everything about it was cheesy bad acting <laughs> um I, I when i when i finished watching it last night i was like this movie has a great like status like a cult status it's got a great reputation but i was saying to myself this was just an okay movie honestly it just i mean there was nothing about it really that was good the acting was horrible the action scenes were horrible like the fighting was just i thought i was watching like a, a movie you and gala shot <laughs> with the <laughs> the punches and stuff i mean it was just it was horrible i mean well, honestly it was horrible watching the uh when i was watching the uh 
special features and and listening to the audio commentary i was surprised i mean kurt kurt russell got pummeled by that uh wrestler ox baker he was yeah. really taking some hits on that fight scene um and the guy would not he would not pull his punches that that well you know he was uh he just he just didn't understand when to when to stop. So uh, Kurt Kurt actually <laughs> took some took a beating in that scene. And and uh, one thing I, I thought was interesting when well I heard that Kurt like uh, th- uh, threatened to like smash his nuts or yeah. something and he didn't <laughs> yeah. he didn't he didn't he cool it yeah um, but that scene where you know where they had the bats and the the nails st- sticking yeah. through I I was wondering how they did that scene where you know he swung the bat and it stuck in his head the, uh-huh. the ox you know um and i was surprised to find out they put a piece of wood attached to the back of his head and that ox did not want to do that scene so that seems kind of dangerous to me <laughs> well especially after he pissed off kurt russell for the rest of the previously in the fight yeah i was like i don't know i don't know if that was a that was various very uh safe stunt to to do but it did look good in the in the shot but uh yeah that seemed a little risky i, I don't know for me i always love the, the film i don't mind you know some cheese or anything but i've always loved the uh snake pliskin character get a new president we're still at war pliskin we need him alive i don't give a fuck about your war or your president kurt russell he just he's a smooth character in this i i like the 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 kind of well, uh well he was the badass, best part of the movie yeah yeah re- rebel type but yeah i mean you know anybody watching the film i mean it's gonna be dated to a certain extent i mean they did the movie uh for only six million around between five and six million i think and it gained i i think it made 25 million that summer back in 81 so it it really was a hit I could see this uh, really happening, you know, in the future. Maybe not Manhattan becoming a prison, but it's becoming a crime-ridden city now. And and normal people that don't want to put up with it are trying to escape it to another state. In reality, it's it's escape from New York, but it's not a prison. It's just a just a shithole of a city becoming uh, lawless. So. Maybe in 2027, we'll, we'll see. We'll see Manhattan with uh, with no power and just run by criminals. I don't know. You know the way it's going. It's a dark film. It's film dark. That's for sure. Because uh, you know they didn't use they didn't use a whole lot of light because uh, you know the uh, power's out and I think they wanted to film it dark. But there's there's a few things. I don't think you've seen it, but it kind of follows the same trend as uh, the Warriors. Warriors? Yeah, kind of. But the Warriors, I don't want to say it's is better because I always always loved uh, Escape from New York. But you might like Warriors better. You know, I I I think you might. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was you know, it was entertaining. It was an entertaining movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, You know, for for what it's worth, you know, um, you know. From a 1981, I mean, I mean, I can see why back then, you know, it, you know, people liked it, and it, you know, it spawned a sequel, obviously, 15 years later. But, um, and I can see why Kurt Russell, you know, 
likes that movie the best of anything he's ever done. Did you see that? I did. I was surprised. I was surprised. His his favorite movie and his favorite character he ever played. And a lot of people might not know, but John Carpenter and and Kurt Russell got their start on Elvis. John Carpenter filmed a movie called Elvis, made for TV movie. It was a good movie, too. Yeah, and and, uh, they love working together. So John Carpenter, you know, obviously made this uh, offer to Kurt. Kurt loved it, whatever. They did Escape from New York. They did uh, Big Trouble in Little China together. They did Escape from L.A. And they just got, they've got this really cool little... uh, partnership and they, going and and he wanted them to be in they live oh yeah yeah i don't know why what happened there why he, did he turn it down or do you have something going on i don't even know yeah i don't remember i i think i think basically i think uh, when we talked about it i th- i think kurt basically said hey you know you know why don't, why don't you give somebody else a, a chance or, oh. or something so Even though I take a multivitamin, I also like to take superfoods. And the best superfood I found on the market that tastes just amazing is Brickhouse Nutrition Field of Greens. Real organic superfood. One scoop of Field of Greens gives you the full spectrum of colors with fruits, veggies, herbs, spices, and more. Helps with your overall well-being by aiding in antioxidation, lipid metabolism and glucose metabolism since field of greens is made from real foods it's technically not a supplement this is just pure whole foods guys and you can get a discount right now by using coupon code healthy life just plug that coupon healthy life before checkout in the coupon section and get our exclusive discount you have to try field of greens from BrickHouseNutrition.com. About an hour ago, a small jet went down inside New York City. The president was on board. President of what? That's not funny, Pliskin. He was in the thing, though. Yep. So that might have been the last last one. I'm not sure. And but to me, that was their best collaboration. Oh, Thing is a fantastic film. It's a little downer, but it's it's a great one. I, I mean, and I, you know, <laughs> and I just I just read something about the thing. I know we're going off topic, but um, and John Carpenter confirmed, or not John Carpenter? Yeah, John Carpenter did confirm it. Um, you know, at the very end scene yeah. of the thing, yeah, where um, Kurt Russell and the other guy are sitting out in the cold, yeah, and it kind of just leaves it like that. Yeah. And he said, one of the people, you see their breath, and the other person, you they don't you don't see their breath. Yeah. And that that gives away the fact that that uh, you know one of them is the the thing. Okay. Yeah, I I, uh, I remember having a movie night at my apartment one time. And we watched. I had a bunch of people over. We watched the movie, and they were all pissed off. <laughs> that ending. <laughs> what the hell is this? Uh, they didn't get it. But you know, I always love that film. And uh, yeah, you know, it might leave it a little, 
little open-ended, but, uh, I mean, the special effects in that and, you know, John Carpenter's, of course, did the score for that one, too, like he did Escape from New York. I love John Carpenter's synthy score. Yeah, I was, I was uh, as I was uh, getting ready for work today and when I got home, I was brushing my teeth before I ate dinner and stuff like that, and that, that theme was i was i was doing a da 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 yeah and he was always yeah. the he was always the guy that always had like uh, pulse like pulsating themes like the din, 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 din. yeah there was a, a part I I, I, when i was watching the movie and i i i can't remember what the scene was now but i was like that's very. It has some Halloween. It had some Halloween like feel. To yeah, it. right. So he does have a way of getting you into the movie through the music, because that's you know that's. I remember when they when he said he test. I think he test uh, when he when he showed Halloween without the music. It was not scary at all. They they didn't like it. As soon as he put the music in, boom, you know. Terrify right. everybody, and the music does have a impact in all his his films. And I remember the thing had a really cool theme too, like a really cool, like dark kind of you know pulsating score that kind of kind of grabs you in a way. You know, it's it's it, he's got that. Well, you remember they live. It had kind of a it had a kind of an interesting uh, cool theme too. Uh, they're all synthy. You know, that's what he does. Yeah. You know, synthesizer scores are kind of my favorite, actually. Um, I like that. I'm not, I, I was never big into the orca, big orchestrated, uh, you know, uh, massive scores. I think they're kind of sometimes take away from some films. Some are really good, you know, like we've talked right. about, you know, with uh, Raiders and stuff like that you know yeah that's that's great but sometimes it's it's just too overbearing it's like gosh dang man that's you know that's too overdone i want some more simplistic darker and uh just kind of has kind of a a rhythmic feel to it yeah something that really shocked me not shocked me but okay it kind of like after all these years of of knowing this film, you know, loving this film, I did not realize that half of it basically was filmed in St. Louis. <laughs> did yeah. you know that? I, I didn't know until I I was reading about it last night. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, there was like thirty three, I think, locations I was looking up or something like that. It was like Union Station, Fox Theater, Chain of Rocks Bridge, which I don't know where that is east st louis it was probably all those busted down buildings band yeah buildings. Well, they, they said there was some part of town that had like been burnt down mm. and they used they used that yeah so yeah there was only one scene actually in new york and that was the intro scene when they're going around the statue of liberty yeah yeah and uh well showing yeah showing the uh yeah, it was like dusk or something. I, f- I forget what they what they said. They're filming the outskirts and everything. It, but the other thing that blew my mind was that was all like models. The the New York buildings and everything, they built those from models. And the way they did it in the special features, it was amazing, man. I mean, they took a 
I mean, they had the plans and everything, like they had everything outlined, and they built these these uh, big miniature buildings of New York out of cardboard and painted each one detail. I mean, it was a it was crazy looking the way they had all the details mapped out. So there was there was a lot of cool uh, effects, but yeah, they they uh, they would transition uh, one scene from. They might film part of it in St. Louis and then transition back to L.A. at a at a soundstage or whatever they're uh, you know set or whatever. Uh-huh. It's crazy, but uh, yeah, I thought that was really cool. So since St. Louis is so close to me, I'm gonna go visit those sites and see if I can, uh, um, you know, check them out. Uh, I thought that was pretty fascinating. Well, it was nice knowing you, Steve. Well. I won't go to East St. Louis, but yeah. <laughs> I got I got caught there one time and <laughs> trying to turn 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 around and uh, look like a bunch of zombies ready to attack my car <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't want to get caught there too late. I was at a uh, a training meeting when I worked security and. Uh, I was down there for uh, a couple nights, and I heard about this place called Pops. You ever heard of Pops? No. It's a uh, it's an all night metal club, like rock metal uh, club. It's be- it sits between like two strip clubs, and it's uh-huh. right outside of uh, East St. Louis. Well, it's like right next to it. It's like Sagay, Sagay, or something, Illinois. Huh. I don't know. It it I mean it's a sh- shitty part of town, but it's like oh man two strip clubs and a and a and a metal rock club I gotta check this place out. Well, they rented me a car, and the I didn't find out till at night that I only had one um, headlight. headlight. Yeah, yeah, it was great. So I gotta turn. I have I had to keep the brights on, and the and the brights wouldn't the the. Uh, they wouldn't stay on. So I had to hold the damn thing, you know, the, what do you call that? Uh, the, you know, the headlight, yeah. uh, whatever, <laughs> right. whatever that yeah. thing is, you know, the, the the thing. But I had to hold it back to keep the bright. You, know, you know the thing. You know, that thing. So I get lost. I, get, I end up in East St. Louis and I'm in... I see a bunch of people just like I mean this is this is uh, late at night. Yeah, I got a meeting in the morning, but uh, you know I'm gonna check this place out. Th- there's people on the roads. There's like it looked like zombies everywhere, and I get lost. I had to turn in to this abandoned gas station to turn around. And as soon as I turn in this abandoned gas station to turn around, I got all these people that running towards my car, like uh, like it looked like Night of Living Dead. <laughs> dead yeah yeah i, I, I believe it <laughs> and uh I, I stick my middle finger at the window <laughs> at the window and i like take off i don't know what they're trying to do you know but uh you know i take off and i'm like what the f, f is this you know where am i and i didn't i didn't realize where i was till till i got back on the uh expressway uh-huh. whatever i had to go down wherever just right right next to it and i end up at this place it's pops and i go in there and there's some 
some band playing. I don't know who they were. Like some, I think it was like a local because it was a weekday night. Uh-huh. And uh, dude, chicks are taking their tops off. They're like flashing each other. I was like, dude, you ever seen Dust to Dawn? That's yeah. what it was like. It was, <laughs> it was like walking into, it was the weirdest thing. I'm sitting there by myself, just like, you know, admi- admiring the sights there. But it was weird, man. It was like a bunch of bunch of weirdos in that place. There, there wasn't no big act. A lot of big acts go to that place, but this was uh-huh. like a, uh, you know, like a local night. Yeah, it was, it was weird. I, dr- I, I don't know. I had a beer, I think, and then I, uh, then I had taken off. I, I was gonna say, um, too, as I was watching it last night. I, I think the whole, the, well, I understand why he was in it, but the whole Ernest Borgnine character, you know. Um, the way they just like killed him off at the end was kind of. I was like, "This is it. This this is what Ernest Borgnine, this like famous famous actor, um, did in this movie." I mean, it was just it was kind of it was kind of a crappy way for them to just get rid of him. <laughs> yeah. And then another thing I didn't like about it was, you know, oh, we need that was his name, Brain. We need Brain because he has the map to the mines on the bridge. And I'm like, but like Kurt Russell's just flying down the bridge. And he's like, yeah, go left. At, at, at first, he's not saying anything until they're about, they're halfway through the bridge. And then he finally says, go to the left. No, go to the right. But I'm like, he already went like a quarter mile down the bridge. He didn't say anything. Yeah. Apparently Duke had it memorized. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was probably just thinking they were just going to clear all the mines out before him. Oh, I yeah. Guess. I, I'm, I'm, whatever. But one uh, thing, one thing that was funny is, uh, I saw in the special features, you know, uh, Adrian Barbeau, how she gets killed. They yeah. realized after they were like, oh shit, we didn't see, how, we didn't show how she got killed. It's just because the car was coming and she was shooting at it, yeah. but they forgot to film that whole thing. So when they got back to LA, you know, and realized all that, they had to, they basically shot her with blood <laughs> in, uh, some parking garage or something. It was either parking garage or her garage. I don't know. It was a that was a that was a mistake they they made when they were filming that. I, I mean, I don't really think you That's needed fun. it. I mean, you, you kind of realize that that the dude, you know, splattered her. Well, I mean, you didn't see him hit her, right? And then and then you know they had to show something to let you know that yeah, okay, she got hit by the car. What I don't understand is why she stood there shooting at the car. and She didn't want to live because her boyfriend was killed, I guess. Yeah. Hi, guys. This is Steve. Do you know your body needs 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, and a powerful blend of essential fatty acids? 90 essential nutrients your body needs to stay healthy. In today's world, depleted soil, crop changes, and seasonal inconsistencies are yielding less nutrient-dense food. This is why the Healthy Body Start Pack was created. Longevity's products have been around for decades. If you want to check out the Healthy Body Start Pack, guys, go to naturalhealthagenda.com. Naturalhealthagenda.com. I mean, yeah, you know, we can nitpick the the, the movie a little bit, but uh. yeah, we definitely can. <laughs> and then, then the very end, right where um, 
the president gets up over the wall. And then, of course, um, you know, it's it's Kurt Russell's turn. But uh, um, uh, what's his name? What's the what's the uh, crime boss's name? What was his name? Duke. Duke. So then Duke shows up and, you know, they have that whole like really bad, like, um, f- you know, fight. Duke. And then. A number one. Yeah, then Kurt Russell gets up on the thing, and then he he st- they 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 make a point of like showing him t- t- turn the crane off, and then he does his you know yeah. a number one whatever, know. <laughs> and then he 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 shoots him, and then he he turns the crane back on. But. Yeah, <laughs> just let him hang there for a minute. <laughs> it was like uh, yeah, that was kind of that was kind of I was kind of dumb. <laughs> so you've never seen Escape from L.A.? You'll have to check that one out. See if you see if you like that one uh, better. Uh, the one guy that's in there, oh, Bushimi, Bushimi, yeah, Steve Bushimi or whatever, yeah. He's uh, he's in there and uh, he's he's a pretty funny character. I always loved Escape from New York, but I always loved the kind of dystopian. You know, we've talked about this a million times. I always loved that those dystopian like films. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I do like him too, and uh, the end was pretty fitting as well. That you know, you have that ungrateful bastard president. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh You know, oh, I, hey, anything, you know, anything you want for doing this, and he goes, well, I just want to give you a piece of my mind. And then he's Moment. like, well, I'm, I'm about ready to go on camera yeah. now. You know, the typical politician yeah. Yeah. that's just a piece of crap I just want a moment of your time oh yeah well i'm about ready to go on air and what was that music they were playing uh shoot i can't remember was american bandstand or something something like yeah. that i didn't um i hadn't seen a movie in so long and uh um i i knew i didn't pick it up right away but i knew as soon as as soon as he put the tape in the deck and i'm like he gave him the wrong tape yeah you know? and uh you figure that one out but it, it's yeah. it's it's just kind of funny that you know that uh, you know it's eight it's nineteen well it's nineteen eighty one supposed to be nineteen ninety seven but you know they're they're having to retrieve the president and the tape the yeah. cassette tape you know what I mean right oh yeah you're right yeah because CDs would <laughs> would have been <laughs> would have been in there but, but they wouldn't have that. known that I guess yeah. you know yeah but yeah he wrote that script. I guess in seven, what did he say? 74? So yeah, I guess when you're writing a script from 70, in 74, 97 seems a long way into the future. Yeah. And was it me too that, that, um, Kurt Russell's pants look like the, the kind of pants that like chicks wear nowadays? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like whatever they, whatever they're called. Leggings. I forget what they're called. Yeah. Was he wearing leggings? I don't know what. Uh, uh. They, look, they look like the pants that all the chicks wear now. <laughs> it was funny when when they were talking about the uh, the tattoo he's got on his uh, stomach area. The, uh, oh, the that horrible tattoo! Yeah, they 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 kept having to retouch it because it, when you when he sweat, uh-huh. he kept running, and uh, that fight scene with Ox. They they filmed that like two or three days of that. Isn't that weird? Like, that's weird. It takes that long to film a scene like that. You think it'd take like you know one day? 
So I don't know. That's it's kind of interesting though when you when you listen to the commentary. Yeah, and really, I, I think the commentary. To be honest with you, it is when you watch it with the movie. I mean, the movie goes so fast when you're listening to audio commentary. Yeah. And it's it's crazy because I I literally watched the whole movie again, but I didn't get bored at all with the audio commentary. There was right. no there was no like you know if I watched that movie right after I watched it I would like I'd you know I'd be like okay you know I know this this, this. but when you're listening to uh, the audio commentary you just kind of forget about the movie you're just like it's really interesting. And they're telling you all the insides outs and Kurt Russell's hilarious because they're him and John are, you know, Kurt just laughs like crazy on it. John and him, they, they have a good little partnership when they're, when they're yeah. talking. It's pretty entertaining com- commentary. You probably like the commentary better than the movie. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It, you know, that's the thing too, um, that we didn't talk about is that, you know, Kurt Runnell, Kurt Runnell, uh, Kurt Russell, is one of those not typical Hollywood guys. You know, he's just like an ordinary dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not all high and mighty and, uh, you know, like all uh, about himself. You know, he's just a normal guy. He's been with the same woman now for, you know, 40 years or whatever. He's just not the typical Hollywood guy. He's like down to earth. He's just like... Just normal, and that's that's a cool thing about Kurt Russell. Yeah, I and he should and, and he and he shouldn't have been because you know he he you know he he was famous at a very young age, you know, doing all those Disney films and yeah, yeah, and and all that stuff. But he he always stayed you know down to earth. Yeah, he he never did get get. Uh get married right or did he no they they they've never they've never they've never gotten buried him yeah. and goldie hon yeah goldie hon yeah but they did have a kid together right um that was i'm not that, sure was that her kid i you know what it is i think they both have a kid from a previous um marriage okay so like i said he had he had a kid with that girl that was in from escape from new york and I think she had um, a kid from somebody else, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, he he was uh, was his parents one of his parents in uh, Hollywood or not? Was he just? Crap, I, I don't. don't, I don't remember. I, um, he was in a. a, a he started well, at what? In well, his, twelve his father or something. Um, uh, Eleven. Eleven. His his father was an actor. I don't know if he was a famous actor. But yeah, he. Um, it says he landed a role in the Elvis Presley movie. It happened at the World's Fair when he was 11 years old. Walt Disney himself signed Russell to a 10-year contract and became the studio's top star. Wow, he played a he played a great Elvis in the John Carpenter movie. Yeah, I, I remember. Why, I, I haven't seen it since it actually aired on TV. I know Shout Factory um, released it. Mm-hmm. Um, in a special packaging or whatever. I'd like to see it again. But yeah, he did a good job. Yeah, he did. Um one, one thing that people they don't they don't go as far as showing like his death. They go to 
when he made his his comeback. Uh-huh. So they don't go, you know, because some people are a big, you know, comment. Well, where's his death? Well, that might confuse people when they watch it. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a it was a great movie. I think it ends with uh, him singing uh, "Hallelujah" or something. It was a gospel song. Huh. Oh, man, I, it was something like that. It was, it was good. It was good. It was, yeah, I, I, literally, I literally haven't seen it since it aired on TV back, you know, whenever that was in the late 70s, early 80s or something. I don't yeah, even remember. Yeah, I, I had no idea until recently that John Carpenter did that, <laughs> did that movie. I think it was like three hours maybe or – yeah, two hours and 48 minutes. Came out in 1979. And I had no idea that John Carpenter directed that film. So, pretty in- pretty interesting. But that started their relationship. But yeah, he, um, him and Goldie Hawn did, did have um, uh, a, a child together. He had a, he had a son with, um, with uh, the chick from the movie... And then um, him and Goldie Hawn had another son, Wyatt. And then he also, Goldie Hawn had two um, kids from a previous um, relationship. And, of course, her one famous kid is Kate Hudson. Yeah, Kate Hudson, that's right. But, yeah, I love uh, I love uh, Kurt Russell. One of my favorite movies of all time that, that he's in is uh, Tombstone. Yes, I love that film. And, uh, I mean, he's he does... I mean that's just that movie from beginning to end is awesome. He does an awesome job uh, as Wyatt Earp. Of course, you know Kilmer steals the show in it, but I mean he does a, he does a, re- a really good job in the movie. And then he did a really awesome movie. I don't know if you've seen it. It's almost like a western slash blood and guts horror movie. It's called Blood Tomahawk. Have you ever seen that? Or oh Bone yeah, it did. Yeah, it was like a it was like a independent film, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, with yeah. those like creepy. Uh, cannibalistic like, people like, or something it's like half western half horror or something yeah it's yeah. like really it was really gory i was like yeah. i can't believe he made a movie like this i know <laughs> and of course he was also in uh, stargate which was a pretty oh stargate yes pretty a, awesome movie yeah okay okay what's what's this song glory glory oh yeah that's it can you hear yeah. this yep mm-hmm Yep. That's yep. it. That's the uh I had to pu- I had to pull it up. I had to pull it up and make sure I ain't imagining it, but that's the that's the last uh that was when he did came did his Vegas comeback and that was the basically the ending of the film. Yeah. Singing that song. Yeah. That was a good ending. But anyway, yeah, side topic. But uh yeah, Rod is was it Roddy? Right or Something McDowell did the singing of that. Kurt Russell didn't do the singing. You're saying? No, yeah. Um, who was it? Oh, uh, oh, I didn't know that, but um, Kurt Russell's father was in that movie with him. He, he was, played, and he played Elvis's father. Oh, Bernard Bing Presley. Russell. Yeah. And his wife at the time, that season, Hubley played Priscilla, which I didn't know until just now. Kurt's wife. Oh, season. Oh, she's in there. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And that Charles Cyphers was in Elvis, which was uh, oh my god, Escape from New York. So that's interesting. <laughs> which was in the Six Million Dollar Man. Yeah, 
Holy and John God. Travolta's mom was in that movie too. How about that? No, Ellen Travolta. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a that's I'm, a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to go back and revisit that movie because I've been wanting to see it for a long time. <clears throat> so it was nominated for three primetime Emmys, four nominations total. Yeah, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to see who sang on it, who actually sang. I was under the impression he sang too. Yeah, then I thought when, he did. But then, but then when I was reading it, said uh, wouldn't have been Roddy McDowell. No, Ron. It, oh, it was Ronnie McDowell. Ronnie McDowell. So who is that? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, he is an actor and writer known known for The Twilight Zone, Welcome to Paradise, and Elvis Meets Nixon. So he must be some guy that does <coughs> Elvis type performances. I would guess. Yeah, because he sounded good. Yeah, because he he did Elvis's singing voice in Elvis Meets Nixon. He did Elvis's singing voice in Elvis and Me. He did the Elvis voice for Elvis and the Beauty Queen, and he did the voice for Elvis TV movie with Kurt Russell. So hmm. he's like an impersonator, I guess. Okay. Okay. Well. Wow. That's pretty. Uh... And he did an Elvis vocals in the Twilight Zone, the '86 series. So, huh. Hmm. But Kurt Russell did do all the dancing and gyrations. Well, that's important. <laughs> did you see the 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 last Elvis, the latest Elvis movie? I, I did. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, it was okay. You know, I mean, it was very modernized. Yeah, that's what I. There was a lot of stuff thrown in there that uh, definitely for Hollywood. But yeah, um, the guy that played it, I mean, he was really good. I mean, I can't argue with that. Really good. But um, Tom Hanks' voice got on my nerves, though. Just that, yeah. that damn accent. I mean, really? You got to do it that... Uh, it, it just irritated the heck out of me. But as far as uh, the movie goes, yeah, it was good. I, I wouldn't watch it again, but that's just my opinion. Right. It's just not a... Re- repeatability type movie for me. Kurt Russell is actually the 12th cousin to Elvis Presley. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, he kind of he kind of has that look in a way. It was 1988. The crime rate rises 400%. Then what? 1991 they built the prison. I think it was or I forget the dates. But 1997 was was when the movie took place. Yeah, who knows? It may, it may, it may be the future. They might take a, a city like New York later on and just say, "Hey, screw it, wall it off. We'll dump all the prisoners there. Let them kill each other." That could be in the cards. Yeah, I don't think they'll take the prisoners. I think they'll take the people that don't agree with the government. But oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, that that would be about right, right. <laughs> You're a dissenter. You're going to New York. Cut the power, cut the water, cut everything, and just let you hang out with the rats. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Steve Montgomery from Retro Media Talk. Hey, I just want to let you know I got a new album out called Night Sky. If you like ambient, cinematic type music a little synth wave mixed in with uh, some of the tracks hey check it out it's available on Bandcamp, amazon spotify and some other outlets 
Thank you so much for your support. Steve Montgomery, Night Sky, out now. A lot of people died in the process. I just wondered how you felt about it. This nation appreciates so, uh, the sacrifice. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to Retro Media Talk. You can find us at RetroMediaTalk.com for all the links to the shows. Or just duck, duck, go us. We're on that search engine. <laughs> duck, duck, go. And uh, find us there. Just uh, look for Retro Media Talk. You'll find uh, us pop up somewhere. Or find us on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. And that's about it. So, uh, it. yeah. If you haven't seen Escape from New York, I recommend checking it out. I mean, it's a great nostalgia 80s, early 80s uh, movie of a dystopian future. If you like Kurt Russell, check it out for sure. John Carpenter. You know, I wish they'd make a new one. They're going to. What? It's going to be, there's going to be a a new Escape from New York. Where'd you hear this? Um, I just read it somewhere, like in the past month. Seriously? Yeah. Well, who's doing it? Um, Like actor-wise? No, I mean, well, yeah, that and who, no I details, mean, no details. There's just these. Um, I forget. I forget who the. There's two brothers, I think, that said they were gonna um, do a um, escape to from escape from New York remake. They're, essentially, they're actually doing a remake. Oh man, yeah. I hope they don't screw it up. But that'll be interesting, though. That'd be really interesting, man. I can't believe I didn't read that. John Carver have anything to do with it or I don't think so. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm interested to see that, that's for sure. That'll be that'll be awesome. I hope they they do a good job with it and can't wait to see who uh who's the new snake Pliskin. But uh huh. Well, thanks for filling us in because I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Next time.